the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Six oh five, New York City, Arthur Idala, and we are live. It's nothing here is pre-recorded except maybe a couple of those commercials that you just heard. And what a week it's been! I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of uh, ups and downs, and a lot of downs. Uh, nothing that uh, wouldn't do anything short of breaking your heart if you watch the news. So I'm like, okay, I've been watching this stuff all day. I've been listening to it all day. Is this what we, you know, is this what we want to discuss, uh, at six o'clock or six oh five on a Friday while you got it on your way home from work or you're in the kitchen and cooking? And for a lot of people like myself, their children had this week off and it was, um, uh, a little family time. So I figured, you know what? You guys know the heartbreak that's going on in Ukraine and there are, believe it or not, uh, several sides to this story because I'm not going to be, uh, I'm far from an expert on the, on this, um, subject matter, but I did hear a, another radio commentator say, you know, if when Russia, I'm sorry, when Cuba was going to have missiles, uh, that close to our country, you know, what was our reaction? And it's the same for Russia with Ukraine have being, if they were a part of NATO being, uh, you know, a tremendous threat to Russia. With that being said, there are other ways to deal with that besides killing a bunch of people. But the Ukraine thing is um, omnipresent, and I don't think we really need to discuss that right now. If you would like to, uh, you know, talk about it, well, talk about it at home. Because right now, what I'm going to do is I am going to ask my buddy Nick and Alex to mute their little Zoom thing because I could I get a repeat of hearing the show through my ear because I'm not in the studio. Oh, thank you so much, guys. That made life a lot easier. Um, so on Friday, last Friday, I wasn't with you guys. I was p- participating in that family week with my son, and uh, you, the, you guys had a really great time at Sardi's with Kevin McCullough and um, Imran, and my family was there, and... Uh, they, my, when I say my family, my parents, and they had a great time. And it is Friday, and it is 6.05, and, you know, we just got to breathe a little bit, and we need to relax a little bit. And uh, it would be naive to say that sometimes a little libation is something that would, uh, you know, just calm things down, slow things down just a little bit. And, you know, my dad, I will, I would say, I'll go out on a limb and say is a connoisseur 
of uh, especially Italian red wine, but he really reads a lot about different liquors, liqueurs, liquors, aperitifs, all kinds of stuff. So I'm going to begin today where I usually end on a Friday, which is giving you Padre Lou's Friday libation, because maybe it would be a good idea while you're making the, the, the dinner tonight, and obviously not while you're driving, but maybe on your way home, you want to stop at a liquor store because this is just a little different than um, we've done in the past. A lot of the drinks we've mentioned in the past uh, have items that you have in the house, whether it's gin. Many of us have Campari or Vermouth. Uh, or a, 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 we talked about making a Manhattan with rye or some type of bourbon. But it's wintertime. And maybe you're lucky enough to have a fireplace, whether it's an electric one or one that you got to go get the wood. It doesn't really matter. Obviously, I prefer the wood because it stinks and it makes the house crazy and gets Marianne nuts because I make a lot of dirt everywhere. But, you know, there's nothing like sitting in front of a fireplace. We are in the middle of winter, basically, right? It's the last week of February. There's, we had some weather today. Um, and so what Padre Lou is thinking is while you're sitting in front of the fireplace or you're sitting in the kitchen or you're standing up cooking um, or you're in the car and you're going to stop by a liquor store, think of the warmer aisles of Greece. And Greece is a beautiful country. It's a beautiful place to go on vacation. I don't think I would exactly want to do business there because if you think the Italians do things uh, slowly, we'll forget about the Greeks. They're... They're going backwards. Um, but it's a wonderful place to visit. It's a wonderful place to hang out. And they have a wonderful uh, type of liqueur. This is something I would recommend you basically have you have after dinner. But there's nothing wrong with you having a little bit before dinner as well. <clears throat> and what Padre says is Metaxa. You would put that in a snifter, a brandy snifter. And it's a Greek-based brandy. And it's a, it consists of a blend of local Greek brandies with muscat wine, which I believe is a little sweet wine, and a secret mix of botanicals, including rose petals. Now, I know most people drink it neat. There's nothing, no crime of against putting an ice cube in there. And you sit back and you do a Padre's five S's. Well, I thought it was three last time. Now it's five. Four, I, actually, I'm only counting four. Swirl the metaxa, sniff the bouquet, which released by the warmth of your hands on the glass. Sip a little, savor the flavors as it engulfs your taste buds. Oh, taste buds, and then swallow. There are five. <clears throat> and <clears throat> some of Padre Lou's old man wisdom, whether it's a pre-meal aperitif, wine at dinner, or this after-dinner libation, or even while fooling around with the one you love, as the words of Frank Sinatra, nice and easy does it every time. It was as true when Frank Sinatra said it then as it is today. Because this world that we're living in could get kind of crazy. I mean, when you look at the stories and you're zipping through the, the just just literally open up the app on your phone to any newspaper that you'd like and zip through it. And there's a lot of rough stuff going on in the world. And if you look at what's going on in the Ukraine, or excuse me, Ukraine, if it doesn't give you a, a, an appreciation for this country and where we live and how we live, uh, I don't know what does. And, you know, I, I've heard other people on te the radio and television saying, you know, all of us being such cheerleaders, uh, basically against Putin and, uh, you know, not looking at it from his point of view. 
from an academic point of view and a historical point of view, and if you want to look at that way uh, in a year from now or five years from now or ten years from now, uh, yeah, you could do that then. But when people are dying right now, when landmarks are being blown up right now, when a family's in a car and a Russian tank runs over them, killing them right now, um, I'm 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 not that interested in in Russia's point of view. I you know people uh, apparently <clears throat> after 9/11. The, uh, the network news, the big, the big three, CBS, NBC, and ABC, they were asked by our government, by George W. Bush's uh, government, not to air anything of uh, Osama bin Laden because there could have been secret code words ba- in there where um, it could have uh, ignited the secret cells in New York to act in one way or the other. And the network news uh, abided by that. And some say that that was a mistake uh, because, you know, you, you, can on, you only learn when you have new evidence, you have new material. And that when you eventually did listen to Osama bin Laden's words, uh, he, you know, he made some reasonable points about the uh, America and all of the misdeeds we've done in, in Saudi Arabia and, and the human rights violations we've performed. Well, even if he was 100% correct... That doesn't give you the right to kill Joe Hassan, right, who's my best friend in the World Trade Center. So you know what? I didn't want to hear what he had to say. This is war. And in war, it's, it's, that's not, it's not an intellectual exercise. It's not an intellectual exercise when it comes down to death, life, and death. It's, it's kill or be killed. So we're watching civilians in another country being murdered. And I don't care what Putin's got to say right now. There were ways to work around this. Apparently, China picked up the phone and called Putin and told him to chill out. That's like late-breaking news. So we, you know, right now, I'm trying to stay calm because it breaks my heart watching all of these videos. I said it yesterday, watching them, you know, is is just, it's literally heartbreaking. You're watching people die. Um, But... What I would like to end off this segment with is a tribute to a civil servant here in New York, a public servant here in New York City, a friend of mine by the name of Ted Cantor. Now, who's Ted? Ted is the vice president of the New York State Court of Association. He retired today after 31 years as a New York State Court officer. He served the people of this city and this state with honor and dignity and integrity. He served as an officer of the Court Officers Association under the great Dennis Quirk, the longest serving union leader in the city of New York, I think in the city of New York's history. For 20 years, Ted's been there. Today they had a walkout ceremony for him at um, uh, the family court where he where he used to work before he was in the union. And, you know, we need more New Yorkers like that. You don't get rich doing this stuff. <clears throat> He's a really intelligent man. He's a very honorable man he could have gone into the private sector and done other things with his life could have brought much more value financial value but you know what the value he got he's one of those thousands of court officers who help our court system run you know when the new judges take the bench they don't look at to another judge to ask for what to do they look at, at captain jimmy campbell and they say, how do I do this? Tell me how arraignments works. How do I do this? So hats off to the New York State Court officers. Hats off to my friend Ted Cantor. Thank you for all the hard work you've done for the city of New York and for our court system. We'll be right back. So when I say we'll be back, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just sitting here 
looking at all of these different stories before me that I want to talk to you about, and there's just not enough time in this hour. <clears throat> the critique I get from some of my friends is like, Arthur, you're going to be on again tomorrow. You don't have to rush through everything. So one thing I try never to rush through is when I talk about my friends at Connor and Sul- Connors and Sullivan because they deal with real-life issues. Like I was just talking about my friend Ted Cantor. You know, he dealt with real-life issues. When you work in the courthouse, that, that's as real-life as you're going to get. Well, Connors and Sullivan want you to be prepared. You know, God forbid your spouse is in hospital or in a rehab center or your parents are in a hospital or rehab center or in the worst-case scenario, your children. That could be so costly. It could cause bankruptcy, like literal bankruptcy. Now, you don't expect your kids to be there. Uh, you probably should expect your parents. Something could happen to them. And, of course, something could happen to you. These bills can wipe you out. And you should be afraid of them. So what do you do when you're afraid of something? Be prepared. That's the Boy Scouts model, right? Be prepared. Don't panic. Call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. These are the attorneys who have been doing this for 40 years. They've helped hundreds and hundreds of people just like you with these exact problems. Go in, sit down, just lay it all out to them. There's attorney-client privilege. They're not going to go tell your neighbor how much money you have or you don't have. But they'll make a plan that protects you, your family, whatever finances you have, and make sure your money does not disappear. Call 718-238-6500. They have offices in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. It's never too late. Monday morning, give them a call, 718-238-6500. You'll be glad that you did. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. I took her out. It was a Friday night. I walk alone. Get the feeling right. We started making out, and she took off my pants. But then I turned on the TV, and that's about the time she walked away from me. Nobody likes you when you're 23. And I see more of these my TV shows. What the hell is ADD? My friends say I should act my age. What's my age again? Well, speaking of age, I love that song. Blink 182. Oh, I do get a lot of compliments about the music on this show. Um, that Great choice there, Alex. Hats off. Um, and what's my age again? Two shout-outs. Last week when I wasn't here on Friday, it was my godson, uh, Julian Hassan's birthday. He's a fine young man. He's Luca's best friend in Bay Ridge, Diker Heights, Brooklyn. He's an uh, honor student uh, at, at Zavarian, and we are so proud of him. So happy birthday, Julian. And today is my sister-in-law, Dr. Chrissy Haynes, Chrissy Bertuna Haynes. She is in the emergency room at Lenox Hill, but she's got off tonight. And the family is actually all out eating, but I'm not because I said I have to do my radio show live because I want to connect with you. I want to be with you. I want us to be one big happy family. 
And Chrissy was the first, Chrissy, uh, Dr. Haynes was the first guest I had on the show, whatever that was, I think it was January 11th, and she's just outstanding. A dear friend of mine, like a, like the best man at my wedding, called me last week, and he was in bed for four days, sick as a dog. I said, why don't you just go see Chrissy in, in Lenox Hill? And but he called me like six hours later, and he said he felt so much better, and she gave him an IV, and she took care of him, and blah, 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 and I'm probably violating HIPAA laws, but Billy won't care. Um, so thank you, Chrissy, for all you do. Thank you, my nephew, Julian, for all you do. And, um, you know, I'm going to thank the president of the United States because he did nominate someone, um, I think it's Catania, I'm probably mispronounced that name, but it's Brown Jackson, Judge Brown Jackson, um, to the United States Supreme Court. And there was a press conference today in the middle of the insanity of, of Ukraine and the, what's going on there. The president of the United States did, uh, come out and make a statement. Um, Alex, let's go to cut one. For too long, our government, our courts haven't looked like America. And I believe it's time that we have a court reflects the full talents and greatness of our nation. Now, I am not saying that this judge is not qualified to be on the United States Supreme Court, but I will tell you, I feel a little bad for her because, I, you know, if I achieved something, whatever it is, you know, I want to achieve it because I, I achieved it. I mean, this woman went to Harvard undergrad, Harvard Law School. She clerked for Justice Breyer. I mean, she's a very qualified person. Um, is she the most qualified person? I am going to make an educated guess that she's not. There are probably people who have more experience, who have more um, uh, academic, uh, a bigger academic resume than she does. Uh, you know, she's relatively young. You know, that's his new kick on this with the United States Supreme Court. I mean, it's not that new, but they want the, the presidents, if you look at them, their biggest legacy sometimes are who they put on the United States Supreme Court. So it's just the younger and younger and younger. And I'm, I'm going to take a little look and see what the average age of appointment is. I'm sure that's not going to be hard to find, but I have a feeling it's changed uh, over the last 25 years. Um, and, and here's what I'm talking about. You know, Justice, uh, President Biden in the campaign said, well, I'm going to appoint the first black woman. Now, again, I should do a little research. I apologize. I don't know if Ronald Reagan ran on a platform saying I'm going to appoint first woman, but he did. I am almost certain he did not say Ronald Reagan did not say anywhere along the line. I'm going to appoint the first Italian American, but he did. Um, and like Justice Scalia, I mean, he and I spoke about it. He knew that him being an Italian-American had a lot to do with his uh, being um, nominated. It had, And he told me this. It had everything to do with him being unanimously confirmed. I mean, he, he admitted that uh, he, he got 98 to 0 only because he was Italian. He said, Ted Kennedy, who disagreed with every decision I had written on the circuit court, and everything I stood for when I worked in the the uh, the White House in prior Republican administrations, dis he disagreed with everything. But he voted for me because there were so many Italian Americans in the state of Massachusetts. He was not going to be the guy to vote against the first Italian American. And President Biden could have done exactly what he did without just making it so blatantly obvious. Um, and it, just to 
show you what I mean when about Judge Brown Jackson's qualifications. And again, she's qualified. It's just whether she's the most qualified. You look at Thurgood Marshall. So he's the first, uh, basically the first person of color, any color besides a white male, to sit on the United States Supreme Court. He argued 32 cases in the United States Supreme Court. 32. He was 29 of 32 as a private practitioner. And then what happens, he, he ran the NAACP. He argued Brown v. Board of Education of Topeka, which basically overturned Plessy, Ver- Plessy v. Ferguson, which was, that's separate but equal. In other words, uh, at that time, I believe they called them colored people. Colored people and white people were set. They could have the same facilities, but they were separate, but they were equal. And with the court ruled in Brown versus Board of Education, it was impossible for, uh, again, I think they used the term colored people to get the same education as white people if they were in separate schools. And it forced the integration of the school system. And it was a huge thing, the National Guard, et cetera, et cetera. Thurgood Marshall argued that case. He argued several landmark cases, 32 cases in the United States. I mean, for those of you who don't live in that world, that's an enormous number, enormous number. Um, I mean, you, you know, you guys hear Alan Dershowitz everywhere. I don't think he's got anywhere close to those kinds of numbers. And then he was, uh, Thurgood Marshall was elevated or nominated to be on the Court of Appeals of the, I believe, of the District of Columbia. Um, and it, because of racism, his nomination was held up in the Senate. So then President Johnson made him the Solicitor General for the United States of America, which means you're the lawyer who represents the United States of America in the United States Supreme Court. He argued 19 cases there. I mean, you guys understand, that's like unheard of numbers when Thurgood Marshall took the bench at the United States Supreme Court in terms of his qualifications. There was maybe no one in America who was better qualified. And so then, you know, obviously, it's in the middle of the civil rights movement. It's the fact that he's an African-American and he's on the court, obviously, that spoke for himself, but his qualifications were enormous. Again, um, she seems to be a fantastic woman, Judge Brown Jackson. Uh, why don't we hear what she, what she had to say real quick today? Justice Breyer, in particular, not only gave me the greatest job that any young lawyer could ever hope to have, but he also exemplified every day in every way that a Supreme Court justice can perform at the highest level of skill and integrity while also being guided by civility, grace, pragmatism, and generosity of spirit. I mean, those are great. The great words, uh, civility, grace, pragmatism, and generosity of spirit. Now, I was blessed, blessed, I'm using that word, blessed to sit at a table in Tuscany with Justice Scalia. I was sitting next to Justice Scalia and Justice Breyer was sitting across from him. Justice Breyer was the the chief of the First Circuit Court of Appeals, which is Massachusetts, that area. And Justice Scalia was on the court. And I was the one pouring the Chianti. And it's late, 9, 10 o'clock, and they are going at it. 
I mean, all about constitutional topics. That is fantastic. It was unbelievable. I'm gushing talking about it. But the one thing of those four words, civility, grace, pragmatism, and generosity of spirit, the one that Scalia disagreed with, with, with Breyer, was the pragmatism. In other words, Scalia said the words are in the Constitution are what the words are, not what they want them to be, not what you want them to be, not that what you wish they were, not what you wish they meant to be pragmatic so that it worked. And Scalia's point was, Justice Breyer, if, it, if the words don't work, we're, it's not our job to twist the words around to make them better. It's Congress's job to make them work, to, to change the law. It's not our job to change the law. It's our job to interpret the law by the, with words of what they mean. Justice Breyer was a fantastic judge, and he did have civility, grace, and generosity of spirit. He and Scalia were very close. Uh, I was cried to him literally when Justice Scalia died, and he was a really great guy, and I wish just uh, Judge, or soon to be Justice Brown Jackson, all the well, all the well, all the luck in the world. She has a fantastic role model, and I think she's going to be fabulous. I'm Lou Dobbs. ABC News Washington Post poll reveals no confidence in Joe Biden to handle the Ukraine crisis. Those stories next. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making a switch. To the customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 877-64-BIBLE. That's 877-64-BIBLE. 877-64-BIBLE. Even as Russian troops continue their blitz into Ukraine, a new ABC News Washington Post poll shows an overall negative view of President Biden's ability to oversee this foreign policy crisis. A key gauge on inflation watched by the Fed jumped more than 6% in January, the largest year-over-year surge since 1982. On Wall Street, today a return to semi-normalcy. Stocks rose, crude oil prices fell, and investors pulled back from other platforms like gold and precious metals. At the final bell today. Stocks had rallied across the board. The Dow Jones Industrials posting a big time gain of 835 points. Now, on a personal note, this is my final time joining you on the Salem Radio Network. I've enjoyed being welcomed into your home or car every day, and I invite you to join me regularly on my new podcast, The Great America Show. It's available wherever you get your podcast. One last time, this is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. 
partly cloudy skies. We're holding steady at 40 degrees, although it feels colder than that with the wind blowing the way it is. What's going on? We have the answer. While New York is preparing to welcome thousands of refugees from Ukraine, elected officials and Ukrainian groups met in New York City today urging President Biden to start helping those escaping war. In a statement, Governor Kathy Hochul said New York has the largest Ukrainian population in the United States and condemned the attacks Russia has made against the European country. Landmarks across the state will be illuminated all weekend in solidarity with Ukraine, including the Empire State Building and the Governor Mario M. Cuomo Bridge. Starting Monday, New York City public school children will no longer be required to wear masks while outdoors. Schools Chancellor David Banks made the announcement today, but he stressed that face coverings will still be required for all students, staff, and visitors while inside school buildings. It's expected that city schools will maintain the indoor mask mandate through at least the April break. The update to the mask mandate policy comes the same day as the CDC is announcing new federal mask guidance, including that most Americans don't need to wear masks in indoor public settings. And New York City could start lifting COVID-19 restrictions, such as mask wearing and vaccine requirements. Mayor Adams said he's eager to remove the mandates. He applauds New Yorkers who followed the rules by getting vaccinated and wearing their masks, saying they should expect the changes in the next couple of weeks. Taking a look at the traffic across the Hudson, 15 to 20 minutes outbound the Holland Tunnel, 10 to 15 inbound from the Turnpike, closer to 20 from 1 and 9, 15 each way at the Lincoln Tunnel, George Washington Bridge, into and out of the city on both levels. We're looking at some volume across the span, heavy volume across the span, but there are no delays coming into the toll plaza. Partly cloudy skies tonight, low 24. Sunshine tomorrow with a high of 35. Sunny skies on Sunday with a high of 44. Looking ahead to the start of the next business week on Monday, sunshine high only 32. We warm it up to 42 on Tuesday with sunshine. And now you know what's going on. I am Mike Barker on AM 970, The Answer. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. I got to thank my man, Matt Borzi, who uh, was the one who told me that, uh, who was the one who came up with the quintessential New Yorker. Because people seem to uh, harp on that. I don't know if I'm the quintessential New Yorker. I know I love New York. I mentioned I spent some time in Florida and. You know, uh, we hear all the Florida, Florida, Florida. Okay, that's great. I love it for a week. You know, come back and forth a little bit in the cold months, but you know, that's that's we're good. After that, we're good. Um, I, yeah, a dear friend of mine sent me just sent me an, an article saying that the average age of appointment in the United States Supreme Court in the last, I think it said, twenty five years is sixty years old. I exactly know how that that number comes up because there haven't been that many appointments. But I guess. Enough. I, I have to really look at it and see who trended up because uh, Gorsuch, who took over for Justice Scalia, was in his late 40s. Uh, Kavanaugh was in his very early 50s, I think 52 or 53. And Amy Comey Barrett was in her late 40s. So, and now this justice is going to be 51. So that average of being in, in the in 60 or, or the early 60s is about to go down with these the four latest um, United States Supreme Court. Uh, appointments. What well, another interesting fact about the United States Supreme Court? Before we jump into some other topics, is um, now the uh, justice. I believe now, yeah, the three justices on the Supreme Court appointed by Democrats are all women. So Justice Sotomayor, Justice Kagan, and Justice um, soon to be 
the new judge. You know what, what is very cool also about her is that she was a trial judge, which is not typical. Uh, a lot of these people are, a lot of these judges just go from academia or from government work right onto an appellate court. So she's been in the trenches, as has Justice Sotomayor. I think they may be the only two on the court who have been at the trial level, uh, at least recently. I mean, maybe Justice Alito was, you know, back when uh, when they were fighting with Spears. Um but it does matter. I mean, I think it's, I think that's a great uh, piece of experience. She was also a legal aid attorney, I think, as was, uh, President B- uh, Biden. And the other last reason why she won out was she was just recently nominated to sit on the Circuit Court of Appeals and she garnered three votes from three Republican senators, um, who I believe, um, uh, yes, there was three. I'm doing the math in my head. So they're hoping that, well, if she was good enough to get those votes, you know, basically 15 minutes ago, that those same three Republicans who are all still in the Senate would join in the vote. I know Lindsey Graham, I'm pretty sure, was one of those three, and he's a pretty powerful man there. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, you know, these, I remember I was with Justice Scalia when Clarence Thomas was going through those horrible hearings, uh, you know, for all sides. And, ooh, he taught me some curse words uh, when he was describing the media and how they were treating Clarence because they were very, very good friends. In other news, um, you just heard about the CDC changing things. Um, Well, that's uh, great news. Uh, I was in a supermarket today where there was a sign that said masks required, and I was a rebel, and I walked in without a mask. I mean, you just look at the numbers and you just follow the science. And as I said earlier, my sister-in-law, Christine Haynes, was here with her husband. Dr. Lawrence Haynes has also been on the show. Uh, you know, they said in their two respective emergency rooms, you know, they're not really seeing any COVID. And anyone that happens to come in, they're, they're very mild symptoms. Maybe this is over. Um, no one, no one would have thought, hey, uh, it's going to take two years. It was right about now when we started hearing it. Two years ago, I was trying the Harvey Weinstein case. What's today? Oh, no, the verdict came in yesterday. Today's the 25th, right? Yep, the verdict was two years ago yesterday, February the 24th. You got to hear not guilty, not guilty, guilty, not guilty, guilty. I'm pretty sure that was what happened. Yeah, we could talk about that. That's on appeal. My partner, Judge Camus, who argued the appeal, Wants to kill me anytime I talk about it on the radio, so I'm not going to talk about it. But yes, that was two years ago yesterday. And I remember shortly thereafter, I went to a legal uh, luncheon and like within that week or two, and people were all starting to do the elbow bump and the fist bump and not, you know, shaking hands anymore. And I I don't know who uh, in New York City who I know. If I said, yeah, this is going to go on for two years. Yeah, my son is going to be in kindergarten, and when I kiss him, I then put a mask on him every day. And Luke is going to be doing his all his schoolwork on a laptop from home for a year. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know anyone who saw that coming. I'm not saying that there weren't people who saw that coming, but um, I don't know anyone who saw that coming. I really hope they take the masks off these kids. You know, I really do. It's very hard for them on all levels, right? So I was just talking about my. My nephew, Julian, right? I was wishing him a happy birthday, and he's a great kid. And look, he just turned 16. Uh, you know, when you're 16, you know, you're a 16-year-old boy, you know, sheep get nervous when you walk by them. Your hormones are like out of, the, out of your mind. 
And, you know, he wants to, like, start talking to girls. You know, think about it. How nervous you must have been at 16 to talk to a girl. Now slap a mask on you and her. And now try to kick up a conversation about what you watched on TV or whatever, on Instagram or whatever they look at, YouTube, Snapchat. Um, so how does Julian meet a girl? Yeah, first of all, how does he, how does the girl know what Julian looks like? How does he know what she looks like? Uh, you know, he's a sophomore. They've been wearing masks since they started high school. It's rough. I mean, it, it is, it is rough. And, and then you juxtapose that to Arthur, my son, who's five and he's in kindergarten wearing a mask. So I really hope that very, very soon these masks come off of these kids. It's hard enough for us. And I really hope they come off the, the, the teachers. I mean, I know when I'm in court I, last week and I'm dealing with the judge and the prosecutor, we're all wearing masks. It's, I mean, I'm not going to switch, say what judge it was, but he just whipped his mask off. It was ridiculous. We couldn't even hear him. He was a hundred feet away and he did the pragmatic thing and he ripped the mask off. Um, Mayor Adams has been getting beat up about the, the three people who he put into his administration, um, because of their, uh, alleged, you know, I, I've, I haven't heard them. That's why I'm saying alleged, you know, gay remarks or anti-gay remarks or anti-gay marriage remarks. And Adams, uh, retort was, you know, who we are, who we were is not who we are. And I got to give him credit because he has a lot of great sayings and, and, I think anyone who's honest with themselves and looks in the mirror, you could you could say who I was is not exactly who I am today. We all change. I mean, I tell this to jurors when, when I'm picking a jury. We all have different life experiences, and those experiences change us, right? 9-11, losing my friend, changed my attitude on life so that when I wake up, no matter what pile of crap I have on my plate, I'm here. You know, I'm here. I'm with Luca. I got to see Arthur, I mean, you know, Joe didn't see his son who's going to be interning in my office. He didn't see him past three months. So those life experiences change us. I mean, you, you've got to be a robot for that not to happen. So when the mayor says, you know, these guys have been changed, you know, they've given apologies. Now, one one guy didn't give an apology, I don't think. The Reverend um, Gil Melhose, I think it is, his name is. And he's a preacher. And he, at the time, he said, look, I don't, I don't believe in gay marriage. Well, guess what? Neither did President Obama. I, I don't. I, I believe Hillary Clinton voted against it. Okay. I know that um, when it passed in the United States Supreme Court, and a couple of my gay friends were mad at me because I spoke about this on Fox. But if you read Justice Scalia's dissent, uh, he said the United States Supreme Court just found as a God-given right something that did not exist on the planet Earth 15 years before we wrote this decision. 15 years before that case was decided that said you cannot ban gay marriage in the United States of America because it is a right within the Constitution. 15 years before they said it's a right in the Constitution, it didn't exist anywhere on the globe. So this preacher who at some point said, I don't believe in gay marriage, if he's adhering to his religion, I mean, up until recently in Catholicism, there was no gay marriage. He was doing what he was supposed to be doing. And now if he's changed his tune to the point where the mayor is accepting of it, then the mayor said today, hey, you know who I am. You know what I stand for. You know what I will fight for. Um, and they had some woman on who's a she's a leader in that movement and. She said, well, he's been a supporter of the Mayor Adams, but he hasn't been a leader. Well, you know what? 
he was a leader for the African-American community within the police department. He was a leader in the police department as a captain. He's been a leader in plenty of other forums. He can't be the, the poster boy for everyone in the city of New York through his whole career. Um, maybe it's the criminal defense attorney in me about giving people second chances. But a lot of people do things or say things that they regret, that they made mistakes, et cetera, et cetera. They evolve. They see things differently. That was Barack Obama's line, I think. My position on gay marriage has evolved. Okay. Is anybody canceling him? I, I don't think so. If you look at the New York Times list, I think Barack Obama, President Obama, is in the top ten of the greatest presidents ever. Whether you agree with that or not is a different story, but you know, there you go. And um, the last thing I want to mention about the, the, the mayor is that he said he's going through, his crew's going through every subway station. No one's going to be living there. All the homeless are going to be thrown out. He's going to put as many cops in there as possible. There's still more crime going on in there. It's got to get fixed. It's got to get solved as soon as possible. Alex, another great Friday tune. Nick, I don't know which one of you guys are picking out these songs. But, you know, if come on, Eileen, babe. If this is not a party song, Friday night in the middle of some chaos... Just count your blessings. Sip on some Metaxa. We got one more segment to go. A little more love in the room. And that's it. Just count your blessings. Appreciate everything that we have. She in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. Freehold Mitsubishi or call 732-863-2788. Broadcast for Broadway on Encore. Tonight, the best moments of last week's spectacular broadcast. Christine Nicholas, Kevin McCullough, live from Sardis. Don't miss it tonight at 7. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. There's a lot to learn and understand when getting ready to buy a home. Having a right lending team in place who can help is important. The lending experts at Citizens Bank can answer your questions about home borrowing or how to get started with a mortgage pre-approval. Call Citizens Bank at 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizens Bank N.A., NMLS number 433960, Equal Housing Lender. 
Smoke Signals Radio, your answer to everything you and all smokers need to know about stopping tobacco with smoking cessation expert Matthew Bars. Matt has a quit rate of 70%, and you can quit too. Smoke Signals, every Saturday at noon on AM 970, The Answer. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's great. Let it roll, let it roll. Cam Calloway. She was the roughest, toughest frail. Minnie had a heart as big as a whale. Heidi, 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 So, one of my dear friends in uh, college was a guy named Chuck Thies. He's the guy who bought me my on air sign that I keep on my desk when, when I'm doing the radio show. And his good friend was Peter Brooks, and Peter Brooks' grandfather was Cab Calloway. And um, Peter Brooks went into his grandfather's closet, and he stole a shirt from I don't know, steel is a little bit of a rough word. But he took a shirt from him, and uh, he gave it to Chuck, and Chuck would wear it so proudly. He'd be like, yeah, this is a cab shirt. This is a cab shirt. Cab Calloway, when he does that rendition of Minnie the Moocher at the end of the Blues Brothers, uh, it is... It is sensational. One of the great musical tidbits in in, in film history. Um, Luca and I have watched it more times than I can count. And we actually listened to the soundtrack when we were driving in uh, in in Florida. It's one of my favorite things to do with Luca. I give him, you know, now with the technology, we plug my phone, which has I don't know what between Apple Music and everything. It literally has millions of songs. And Luca DJs, and one of the things he put on uh, when we were driving was the the soundtrack for the movie The Blues Brothers. And I mean, you want to kick off Friday night after this show? Pour yourself a Metaxa, listen to the Blues Brothers soundtrack, and you will have a great time. Um, you know, uh, my buddy keeps talking to me about who's a he's a re- radio genius. You know, why don't you open up the phone lines? Why don't you take calls? And there's two reasons. Number one, I'm scared. And number two, um, I don't, I don't really mean I'm scared. Actually, one of the things I love to do in the, when I do a trial is jury selection because I get to like have some banter with the, um, with the potential jurors who are all New Yorkers or Brooklynites or, um, you know, wherever I, wherever I'm trying the case. Um, but it also takes up a bunch of time. You know, I mean, there's some people who have like four hour shows and they, you know, they, they have the luxury of time. I have, you know, the, this whole thing comes out in 45 minutes or something like that. But, but that was a long introduction to next week. Um, I, I, I just have to find which day, but I'm going to have a little contest. Now, this is the 50th anniversary of the movie, The Godfather. And I've made clear my feelings about that. You know, I am vehemently against organized crime. I don't glorify it in any way shape or form last week i was asked to participate in some organized crime type of documentary and i i refused i did participate in one recently having to do with my 
family, not my exact family, but I consider them family at Ellen Beast Pomoni Gardens and whether there was any organized crime uh, situation with the execution of Lulu, who was one of the owners. And I would appreciate, I'm happy that Vice, that produced the documentary, uh, although they tried very hard to make the, make it seem like Lulu's homicide had something to do with organized crime, the last section, so go, God willing, people watched all 42 minutes of it, the last four or five minutes was of me saying that it had nothing to do with organized crime. With that long-winded thing being said, um, The Godfather is it just, it's the movie where if it's on and you're walking by the screen, it is just, it doesn't matter what part of the movie it's on. It, you just can't sit down. You, you can't walk away. You just sit down and you're sucked in. It's a three-hour It's a problem. Um, so we're going to do next week, I'm going to have Mario Romano, my brother from another mother. Uh, and I'll talk about this when he's on. But I met him while he was giving uh, a Godfather quiz. At that time, I had never seen the movie. It was basically something we wasn't glorified in my house. I was in my early 20, mid-20s. Uh, but Mario's going to come either in the studio, he'll be on the phone, and you guys are going to call in, and whoever thinks they're really a godfather expert, and I don't know, I'm figuring it out, I'll talk to other radio geniuses about maybe two out of five questions, there's got to be some time limit because people cheat, um, but Mario has a hundred questions, and um, you know, you'll call in and then you're going to win, you're going to win something, you're going to win a Idala Power Hour pint glass. I was thinking about what to get, and you know, people are like, well, you should get a hack or T-shirts. People walk around and advertise for you, but this, it, if I can't advertise for myself, I don't need you to advertise for me. A pint glass, you, you come home, you're listening to the show, you just got out of the car, hopefully you tell Alexa, put on AM 970 in the answer, or it's a Sunday afternoon and you're doing a project around the house and you say, Alexa, play the Idola Power Hour. And there's a pint glass. Now, you could do whatever you want with that pint glass. Now, you could do what, what Arthur or Luca would do is put some ice cubes in and some bubble water or seltzer. Uh, you could do what my mother would do on a Sunday morning, put some ice cubes in there and pour some tomato juice and some vodka and start the day off right. Uh, you could do what Al Gatula would do and, and pick a great uh, stout uh, and pour it in there. Um, so you can do whatever you want with that pint glass. So that'll be next week. But as I'm, 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 we're winding down, and I will say I really enjoyed this time with you. Um, I'm blessed because I am uh, not at the studio. I'm in a place where this woman who I find just so beautiful just strolled in, and she's going to come sit right next to me the way Geraldo does with Erica on his radio show, and he's going to say hello. Come on, Marianne, say hi. I don't know if I could live up to Erica Rivera, but I will try. So Marianne just walked in, and Marianne, honestly, I was just talking about um, Arthur and going to school with his mask, and hopefully the CDC is going to rescind that very soon. Just from a mother's point of view, especially I, a new mother, how do you feel about this Arthur? This is some of the best news I've had since November 17th when our baby girl was born, but I am so thrilled for not just our son, but really for all the children, young, old elementary school, high school, it's about time. I mean, just I can't wait for my son to see his teacher smile while she's teaching. I can't wait for that to happen. Now, just to get into some marital politics here, and don't worry, yes. man, I'm not going to solve any problems. She's still <laughs> mad at me because I said the only thing she got me for Valentine's Day was some vinegar. It's it was kind true. of the only thing it I got wasn't, around. It wasn't. It wasn't. Well, okay, eventually I got some chocolate-covered strawberries at the it's office. A long story. That wasn't my fault. That the, the whole office ate. Came. All right. Well, um, Ben Stiller, there's an article. You know who Ben Stiller is, right? Yes. Now at the museum. Mm -hmm. 
And he just gave an interview to Esquire magazine, and he and this, I'm being very serious. And he basically talks about how his daughter, who I believe is a late teenager now, really came after him, and was, he said she was very articulate about how he is not around, he wasn't around enough in her youth as a father, and his parents were actor was our actors, and he remembers being a kid and feeling like his parents were around um, when he was a kid, and he said, "I will never do that to my kids." Why don't you just talk a little honestly about the struggles of, you know, you're a professional woman, mm-hmm. you're, you're the law partner, you're, you're the executive partner at the firm mm-hmm. of balancing, you know, motherhood and fatherhood and professional and, be, and, and having people's lives in your hands. Well, you definitely become more efficient at work. So whereas before when we were, when I was single, before we had children, you could spend the evening at the office and really just take your time, so to speak, but now you just value your time so much more. I'm so much more efficient in the office because I know that I have beautiful children to get home to. And it's, it's a life work balance. It's a struggle every day. Um, just this week I had to leave our daughter to go to a closing and it was the furthest I've been from her since she was born. And I had tears in my eyes as I walked out the door. But I did it. I knew she was in good hands. And then you get home. And it's so rewarding because you appreciate your children so much more. Now, now how do I do, like, handling the life-work balance? I think it's... Be kind. I, <laughs> I definitely think that the older you get, the more you value your time with your children as well. And I think over the years, you have seen how important it is. And every day... I know that as busy as you are, your children are in the front of your mind. And oh, I know that in my heart. Even though they're in the front of my mind, I'm still not home. But I'm trying. Like, oh, I took, I'm well, home today, I right? Think you're, I, think you've been, I think you've been a lot better. Okay. Well, I think it comes know. with age. I do. I, I think agree you with learn. you. I, I think agree you with you. I think you learn as days go on how important your children are. And the, the, that's really what ma- – that's why we work so hard, right? Yes. Well, well speaking of children, because you were one of two, mm. um, why don't you – let me now – I'm really taking over the airwaves here. Why don't you wish your sister a happy birthday? Oh, happy birthday to my sister. I have been so blessed to have you as my best friend my entire life and really i'm so proud of you for the mom that you are for the wife that you are the sister the daughter and and you are an incredible doctor if you walk into lennox hill hospital i mean she's has to be one of the most respected doctors in that in that hospital. honey you're so good at this maybe you want to co-host oh, no, with me I, uh, <laughs> I don't think i can come you're pretty good at this this is not easy i have to say well, I just want to thank everyone for a great week. I want to thank Imran for filling in. Sam Bellino, I hope you were uh, having a good time. He was out with his family. Nick, thank you. Alex, thank you. Joan, she drives me crazy. Pelza, you're the best. Thank you. You've been making this so much easier on me. My nephew, Julian, I know I'm a week late. I'm sorry, but happy birthday, kid. Uh, I know your dad's out drinking, but maybe he'll bring you a beer home. I mean, you're 16. We were drinking at 16. Me and, and your Uncle Joe, we're... What are you saying? He's way too young. Listen, have a great weekend, everyone. God bless all the people in Ukraine. Our hearts are with you. Our prayers are with you. Go to church on Sunday and say a prayer for everyone. Have a great weekend. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.